This is the Bad Reputation Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes on your smartphone or tablet. Featuring the most up-to-date reputation management, social media, and entrepreneurial information on the web. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official. And now, the host of Bad Reputation, the reputation rock star, Todd Collins. In three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bad Reputation Podcast. Today I'm going to be with Richie Huffman and Dawn Huffman. The uh, I would call them the the king and queen of daycare. <laughs> at least that's the way that I look at it. And they can't stand when I say the word daycare. <laughs> they like that early. Uh, early childhood education or and or learning centers, but in in the reality of things, we know that that this type of business is a business that's not going to go away. I've always looked at at daycare or early child uh, childhood education. They're almost as, as much of a necessity as uh, liquor stores, mm. in my opinion. We're a service. Yeah, exactly. Richie, thank you for for being on the podcast, Dawn. Thank you so much for coming in. I know this is this is Dawn's first podcast yeah. ever. I think this might be our first interview together. Yeah, Dawn, you got to say something. It's definitely our first interview together. <laughs> see that? I love it. All right. See, she's got a great but, but voice. But wait a minute. In all fairness, she, I mean, before we got married, I, I think there was a, a short interview, and I think it went both ways. We kind of interviewed each other. Was that when the interview was by her father? <laughs> <laughs> sort of, kind of, yeah. yeah. Well, I got to say, you know, my father-in-law, Dawn's father, is probably one of the best guys I've ever met in my life. He's, he's. Uh, I couldn't ask for a better um, fa- son, fa- father-in-law. Yeah, my father-in-law. I'm his son-in-law um, in the world. So he's incredible. Yeah, I always hear you talk about him. And mm-hmm. it's funny you say that <clears throat> because I'm brutally honest on my podcast. Mm-hmm. My ex-father-in-law uh, is not the type of guy mm-hmm. that you would look up to. Yeah. Uh, but it is what it is. My dad, on the other hand, great guy. Yeah. My hero, hands yeah. down. Um, the reason I wanted to have you guys on, on, on the podcast, one, you know, our agency works closely with Celebrity. Renner, my my son goes goes to celebrate. What, one of the quick things I wanted to share was um, Renner and I had, were were by ourselves this weekend. It was a guys weekend, and I was in the bathroom. And I told I told you this story, but I wanted to share because I thought it was kind of, thought it was kind of neat. I was in the bathroom and I heard Renner say a uh, a prayer that you would say before a meal, mm-hmm. grace, yeah. as some people would call it. Yeah. And he just said it randomly, and I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And I said, "Can you say that one more time for me?" And he said it. Almost as if it was as easy as saying the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> yeah. My assumption was he's calling, he's saying this every single day. He's four years old and he says this. Yeah. And I said, where did you learn that? And he said, I learned it at Celebrate. Yeah. And then when Nicole came back from North Carolina this weekend, I said, tell mommy what you what you said. And he said it. And she said, don't forget, we have to sign him up for Sunday school. Yeah. <clears throat> it blew my mind <laughs> that 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 it was this impactful to him. And, and so that's starting to change my perspective of daycare and early education. And yeah. that's one thing that I, uh, we're going to talk about, but more to the side of, of entrepreneurship, because you've got an interesting story. You actually have some very interesting stories and I have pushed you mm-hmm. to share those stories mm-hmm. and yet you won't share the stories. Mm-hmm. So we got Dawn in here yeah. to help get you to share those stories because for me personally, those stories have been impactful. Yeah. Um, they've inspired me. Hmm. And I think as, as an entrepreneur, you know, when, when, when you hear someone or, or another business owner or another entrepreneur or, or even whatever it is, you hear somebody say, Hey, this really inspired me that you did that when mm-hmm. you did this, that really impacts your life. Yeah. So I want you to know that, 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 that those things, um, those things do inspire me. And we'll get into some of the stuff that you're doing now with your own personal brand mm-hmm. that I feel like, um, now a lot of people are kind of going, oh, there's more to this guy, you know, yeah. than, than we actually knew, right? Yeah. Well, I think growing up, you know, parents and family members teach you how to be, you know, be humble yep. and, and don't be braggy. And, and and I think that's, you know, that's what I've done up to this point. But I think there's a flip side of that. The flip side is that, man, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a 25-year year overnight success, mm-hmm. right, as, yeah. a, as a joke, Right. And through those 25 years, I've I've learned a lot. And, and, you know, I'm I'm now willing to share those that journey and those thoughts and my ups and downs with others that are currently on that journey and, and, and are up and comers. Yeah, I think when you get towards that certain point in your voyage, it's almost I know. And I've always said this. It's almost your duty 
yeah. to share that, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what I've that's what I've done. I've shared the bankruptcies and I've shared the divorces and I've shared the divorce. Sorry. Yeah. It's not plural, it's once. Right. Right. <laughs> I've shared my downs because yeah. in, in the reality of things, I know that people are going through those things. And they don't know who to turn to because it's not something that you can Google, you know what? I mean, you could, right. but somebody who's really gone through it, who can kind of guide you through that. Yeah. Um, my son right now, my oldest son, Logan, is having a severe problem with anxiety right mm. now. And it's something that I dealt with for a very long time. And when he said to me, he goes, dad, did you ever feel like this? And I can, <laughs> and I can say to him, yeah, I felt like that that eases his mind Absolutely. and makes him a lot more comfortable. And, you know, and, and it's the truth, you know, that, and I think being an entrepreneur, unfortunately, anxiety just comes with the territory. It is yeah. What and it I is. think that's funny. Whether it's a child or an adult, I mean, sometimes we think that we're the only ones going through this. Yep. And that is so untrue. It's not. I mean, the thing is, is that everybody deals with that on a daily basis, some more is severe than others. But I, I find that the, we go through it, but we just don't talk about it. Yep. And that's, and that is a bad, bad thing. And that's why I've always tried to just kind of be as transparent as possible and really put all, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not going to cuss on this episode, all the crap out on the table. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when, when you put all the crap out on the table, there's nothing that somebody can say to you or hold against you at that mm -hmm. point. So if you share it all, what can they really say about you? Yeah. Other than, and that's, and that's been my whole thing. If somebody can say to me at the end of the day, yeah, he screwed up a bunch, but he's a really hard worker and he's very trustworthy. I can live with that. Right. I'm good with that legacy, right? Well, and don't you think the downs are where you grow the most? Like if you just had all ups, what did you learn and what? how did you grow? I, I literally shared that the other day mm -hmm. and said the failures were never losses. They no. were simply lessons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you learn from those failures, yeah. man, you're going to come out. And, and you start to realize, okay, because I'm coming up on the, on the 40 mark and I'm going, ah, okay. Right. This is why a 40-year-old is much more intelligent than a 20-year-old. <laughs> that 20 years is a long time. And there's a lot that happens in that 20 years, right? So how, how I've also ref often reflected how how boring would life be if if you know if you got all if, if you got all these lessons up front before you started the, the journey? Yeah. Like then what would the journey be? Right. It would be it'd be boring. Somebody said that to me a long time ago and they were like, you know, if you could go back and change things, zero, I wouldn't change anything. <laughs> I'm serious. And, and some, and, and my mom actually asked me that question. She said, you know, if you could go back and change things with the marriage and this, that and everything else. And I was like, no, you know, I wouldn't have changed that. And she was like, well, why? And I said, well, Renner wouldn't be here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's made you who you are today. Right. That's the most important. It's made me who I am today. More importantly, rather, <laughs> hands down. Right. Right. I right. mean, you, you followed my story this right. weekend with him. I mean, it was, it, we had a freaking yeah. blast, yeah. man. I mean, we, and, and so yeah. there's no regrets whatsoever. And I know that you guys don't have regrets either. So uh, let's stop talking about me so much and talk about more about you guys. Yeah. The early years of Richie Huffman. Yeah. Talk to me about, mm. you know, <laughs> <clears throat> Talk to me about how far you want to go back. We're going to go kind of far back. I, I, I want to talk about you. I've told you my first entrepreneurial yeah. Yeah. jump was the lollipops and eye poppers, right? Yeah. Tell me your first entrepreneurial, uh, the thing where it kind of just clicked in your mind. You're like, huh, oh, okay. Yeah, this, yeah, I can do this on my own. I don't have to go work for somebody else. Yeah, you know what? I mean, my parents, my, my mom owned a preschool in White Marsh, so okay. I saw the entrepreneurial spirit of, of my mom. I also saw, you know, my dad uh, delivered bakery products. So I also saw that side of, of the, and my, you know, the funny part, my mom seemed much more happier than my dad. Right. And my, I'm not saying my dad was, 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 was miserable or wasn't happy, but I just, I, I just saw that drive it with inside my mom that, you know, every day I could make a difference and I could grow and it was up, it was totally in her, in her control of her destiny. And, and I just, I just loved that and love watching that. Yet you went the opposite way. Well, I was talking about, right. The first time you the first felt time. like that, yeah. but you didn't go directly into what your mom was doing. No, you went into more or less what your dad was doing. Right? Well, well, y yes, because okay. I was lost. Right. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, or I could go back to, you know, high school and you and I talked about this, like, I was a horrible student. Yeah. Like I, there was nothing that they were talking about that I was interested in. Yeah. Zero. Join the club. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and sometimes if you were lucky, you had a, you had a, a, a nice teacher that really invested in you. I'll never forget it. Miss Hill at, at Perry Hall. And I knew that she cared about me. Um, was I interested in what she was talking about? No, I wasn't. 
So I couldn't wait to get out of high school. And, and, you know, when I got out of high school, there was, there was no discussions. There was not even a thought about if I was going off to college. There was, I, I don't even remember my parents and I even having that conversation. Did you go to college? No, zero. Did, and you didn't graduate from college either, right? I never went to college. <clears throat> yeah, me either. No. Actually, that's not true. I went and then I dropped out. Did you? I, well, I yeah. dropped out because, honestly, I just wasn't learning anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I knew, for, again, back in high school, there was going to be no different. I was just was not interested in that at all. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is that that is one thing I feel like is – it just resonates with entrepreneurs and and with these creative minds. You know, and I, I, I the entrepreneurial mind, the way that I keep, I keep thinking about it is that it is constantly moving. It's almost impossible to turn it off. You're constantly creating within your mind. But the thing is, is that our attentions mm. are, are are just not kept. Like we, it's it's a constant. Like we've got to keep moving to the next thing and the next mm. step. And I, I just I just find it odd that so many of us. Uh, that have done great things later, we we just did not like school. Yeah. It just didn't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some odd reason, mm-hmm. that structure, you would think that structure would work for us, but it just didn't. We were like, nope, it's pre it's preordained. We've already decided that this isn't going to work for us and we're going to go do our own thing. We're mm-hmm. just waiting at this yeah. point. And we've we've done it and now we've gotten out. And I think sometimes that's maybe what's wrong. And maybe it's starting to correct itself in the educational system. Maybe it is. I don't know. I mm-hmm. see them putting in courses in college, like entrepreneurial courses and things like that. And mm-hmm. I've always been very interested by that. Cause I've said like, even entrepreneur courses are crap. How the hell can you teach that? You can't, <laughs> right. right? I had, if you've never been one, no, no question about it. Right. I brought my two interns in here for one of our meetings. Right. And they left out of here. Like the brains were fried. <laughs> they were like, Oh my gosh, is this the real world? And I'm like, yeah, when I watch him. It fries my brain all the time. Right. Like, How can you think that much? Yeah. Like, you just gotta now, turn Dawn, it off sometimes. Yeah, now, Dawn. You so why did you ever have that feeling of like entrepreneurial stuff, or did you? Yeah, were you like? Not. Did you? Was there something that you in your mind you were like, I want to do this? Yes. You grew, you grew, was it? You grew up in that though. I grew up in a family business yeah. also. So my parents both were working at the business that my fa- my father created for our family. And um, what business was that? A commercial residential doors and frames. And okay, hardware. cool. So um, no, really. That was that was it. So their dream was that, you know, their five kids would then take that and, and make it bigger than what he was able to make it by himself. And yeah. unfortunately, that didn't pan out exactly the way that they had envisioned. But I just always um, wanted to I really wanted to work with children. So um, I got to my five. So that was a big gift. There you go. Um, but that was kind of what I always dreamed of doing. And then I met Richie. And when I did, I would, I remember he gave me his card and I looked down and I was like, I was a nerd. Total nerd. Did 20. it say nerd on there? No, no but, but the card when, said, when you're like, 26, when what did it say? How old was I? 26? No, you were 30. 30. Yeah. You're 30 years old. What did it say? You're out, you know, you're Just at, like celebrity learning. Oh, okay. no, at the time, I'm yeah. sorry. It was enchanted childcare at the time. Oh, yeah. And I looked down and I thought, it's ironic, right? That's what I always wanted to do. And it was kind of like, no, you're not doing that. You're going to go down and work at the business. And I was like, okay, you know, that's what you had to do. So that's what I did. But um, I just thought it was ironic that that was what he did. And Hmm. so it was kind of cool. That's funny. And I've I've always felt like maybe our parents or even us, you know, our dream really is to hand it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we, but it's it's a very selfish decision, right? Yeah, because it's just because it's it's our thing. Yeah, doesn't well, mean our kids want to do that, right? Well, and as Dawn said, I mean, she didn't elaborate, but that did not work for right. for, for her dad and, yeah. and mom handing it over to her for three brothers. Did anybody two. pick up and go with the business, or was it just um, one brother is currently still there? It's still going. One sister, um, and then another brother is in the same business, but owns his own company because okay. he has three children and a wife. And I gotcha. But so. the other two brothers have branched off and started their own companies. Yeah. So um, yeah, there's a, there's that entrepreneurship still there. So it's just, it's, it seems like it's just innate in your family. Like it kind of just makes sense. It, it, it's funny. Cause I, you know, I was just thinking back, you know, when growing up, even before high school, like we were the richest, poorest kids in the neighborhood. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does make sense like, because that was I <laughs> like, no we, question. like, we were considered to be, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not using the word wealthy, but we were, we had other things that kids didn't have, right? But we were still like poor, yeah, right? Like to to buy a $300 mongoose bike, 
you know, now that I reflect, and I love my parents, but it's like that was half of their paycheck. No question about right? it. Right. So I think, you know, as, as I reflect back, like, because I think, you know, we're talking about what breeds and what starts that entrepreneurship. I think it starts, you know, w- with, you know, either somebody inspires you somewhere, somehow, whether it's at home, something on TV, a role model, somebody, somebody gives you that, that, that vision of the fact that yeah you you could do this too you could take this path too yeah. and i think some kids take the path and some kids are like no that's not for me yeah i i wish i could say that there was somebody younger uh, or so there was somebody in my younger life that inspired me to do that but i just mm-hmm. don't think there was i mm-hmm. think it was just something that like my dad was a salesman that's what he did he was a salesperson for milton james which was owned by john deere mm-hmm. and he sold heavy equipment and he, and he was excellent at it and i remember we got Everything I remember one Christmas. It's funny you say a mongoose bike because I got a, G, a GT1 mongoose bike. Oh, that's cool. I got a four wheeler that year. I got Nintendo that year, and I got a Santa Cruz skateboard. I'll never forget. It was the best Christmas ever. Yeah. But I think our pair. I know for for my family. I think at that time men worked to provide for their family. Mm-hmm. So like when you said you don't think your dad seemed really happy. Your dad, I think, was in the mentality that this is what I do to provide for my family. It wasn't as exciting as I feel like you feel like your business is because I think times have just changed and it's, it's blossomed into that. But I don't, I think for my dad going and, you know, welding on door frames, wasn't exciting. It wasn't Mm -hmm. something you were really passionate about, but you were creating a service that people needed so you could provide for your family. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a craft. Mm -hmm. It was something that, you know, I mean, and, and those types of jobs are, I mean, people are, I mean, those companies are dying to hire people and right. they're not, and they're just not doing it. They're right. like, I don't want to do manual right. labor. That sounds terrible. Right. You it's know? exciting. No. And for some people, I remember the, at the beach, we watched this kid build this amazing mm-hmm. thing. And I'm yeah. like, wow, what does he do? And you're like, wow, he's a Mason, man. And I'm like, looking at the kid and I'm just going. Yeah. At age 14. But you can see that he loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the passion is not gone for some of those people, but it's, I, 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 I dare to say that that is that type of world is, is very limited and it's going away. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of people now, like we were even talking about, you know, some of the employees that, that we've had where they're younger and they, the shelf life of them in any company is very limited. Your expectation of a 22, 23 year old coming into a business is shelf life is probably about a year mm-hmm. and then they're going to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, when it, my parents, that, that is not how things worked. And even with me, it, I was extremely loyal to everyone that I ever worked with, yep. you know? And if I left, it was, it was probably because of money. That would be the only situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I would give them the ability to try to match or whatever it was, but that's just how it was. And, and I think that point is so dangerous, yeah. right? The seven or eight jobs, um, you know, scary. I, I, I tell everybody all the time, you know, they always say, you know, how did you get where you are? Not that I'm anywhere, but you know, it's, I tell everybody, stay in line, Yeah, just stay in line, you know, Pick something that you're really good at or you have an interest in and just stay in line. Don't jump from one to the next. Stay in line. Stay invested. Continue to master that craft and get really, really good at it. Yeah, 100%. And and I said that to uh, some some kid, I, younger kid. I think I shared this with you. Some younger kid messaged me on LinkedIn. He said, I'm trying to get into the, mar- marketing, into the marketing industry. What do I do? And I said, go find somebody who's really, really good at it and offer to work for them for free mm-hmm. for a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was just like blown. He was like, what? Yeah. And I was like, yep. I was like, that's what you should do. Because if you're really, really good after a year, he's going to hire you or she's going to hire you. Right. Yeah. So I was like, it's going to suck for that 12 months. Yeah. But you have no idea what that could turn into 12 months after that. Yeah. And so, uh, again, that work ethic is, is that's the one thing that I can tell you from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Maybe it was my dad. And that was me getting back to it. My dad was the guy where it was like, wow. I was like, I never want to be like my dad when I grow up. Yet I ended up just like my dad when I grew up, a really, say, good salesperson. But in the reality of things, how to take care of the people that give you your life Mm -hmm. or pay you for what you do. And that's how you do it. And that's something that he's to this day, the guy dropped off a stack of papers this thick to me the other day and say, can you put this in a spreadsheet for me? <laughs> or he called it whatever, like a digital. Right. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not doing that. I was like, but we have interns that can do stuff like that, that right. for you because he wants to evolve himself at 76 year old. This guy wants to organize That's and awesome. evolve himself. What I thought was very, very interesting. I want to get into the story because we've got to get this story out. Tell me about the truck and the delivery of the cakes and stuff. Uh, and I, I want to hear the story. So if you right. want Dawn to tell a story, that's wow. fine. 
but I gotta get this story recorded and one here. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll even go back before the truck. Okay, right? great. So, this is before celebrate. Yeah, way before celebrate. So you know, as I said, I never really enjoyed school. Didn't. I want to stop you for a second. I want to call this the truck story. Okay, now go. Okay, so okay, well, <laughs> there's something before the truck. There's there's a lot before the truck. So um, as I said, I didn't want to go to college. So you know, I was kind of what do I want to do? So my mom worked for a construction company. I went to go work for them for a summer. Didn't I came home? You know mud up to my knees and my dad's like do you enjoy your day i'm like no he's like is this something you really want to do the rest of your life i'm like no so uh he said why don't you come with me tomorrow and and uh jump on my truck with me and again we had a bakery distributing route almost like a tasty cake route that we would get up at 2 30 in the morning go load our trucks and then go sell our our bakery products cakes pies donuts muffins whatever whatever you know we we supply the restaurants and the diners and the hospitals so I rode that for about a year, um, getting up at 2.30 in the morning, which was uh, I'm probably 20, 20 at the time. It's brutal. It, it's brutal, right? Your your buddies are out partying, having yep. a good time. And believe me, there was a lot of nights where I went right from the party right to you know the pie company yeah. at 2.30 in the morning, um, you know, standing in front of my truck, you know, throwing up. Um, but I still still went, still got <laughs> – and, and the, the brutal thing about this, Todd, this, this business – or this job, and it, we we got twenty one percent. It was almost like a um, like a franchisee, but you, you got twenty one percent of whatever you took out the door. So there's two there's two valuable lessons here, right? That's a part of the hustle, right? Right? Like it's not just I get four hundred dollars a week. It's I can do something with this, right? The more product I can sell, I get twenty one percent of that. But there was nobody to take my place, like that truck. Had to, I couldn't call in sick. Right. Like, and I, as I'm telling this story, I'm like, man, that's such a valuable lesson. It's huge. Right. There was no one to call. If I was sick, if it was raining, if it was snowing, there was no one to call. And those bakery products were already paid for. You already bought those. So you had to go. That's straight up <laughs> risk. Right. It was, it, it, and it's raw, right? I mean, yeah. you had to yeah, go. Yeah, you had no choice. You were the owner. That's what, that's what they call it. You were the owner operator of that, of that truck. So, you know, I'd get up every morning at 2.30, go load my truck. I'd hit the street and go deliver my bakery products. And I'd get done, you know, 11 o'clock, 11.30 the next day. Um, or that, you know, that, that morning, it would still be morning, um, delivering bakery products. Here's my question to you about that. Is, is something like that – and to me, it's a, it's it's just pure respect mm -hmm. because it again, it, I don't feel like it exists anymore. But is that something that is missing now? I think it's up to I, you know what I as you, as you know, um, you know, Dawn and I are parents of, of five kids, and this is this is what I try to instill in them. Yeah, you know, is like nothing comes easy. You got to work really, really hard, and the, and so the rest of that story is, you know. So I'm 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 running this bakery route, getting up really early. I'm saving my money. I'm still living at home, um, saving my money. And I, I remember I had I saved fourteen thousand dollars, yeah. and my mom's like, "You're going to go buy a piece of real estate." And I'm like, "Excuse me." She's like, "You're going to go buy a piece of real estate." I'm like, "Okay." So we go down to, you know, this neighborhood that, that we grew up in and I bought a townhouse that was converted into two apartments and I'm getting, you know, four fifty for the bottom, never forget it, and three twenty five for the top. And my mortgage payment was about four fifty. So, you know, it's it's you know, step one, entrepreneur bakery truck, making twenty one percent, relying on nobody. It's your hustle, you can make something out of this. Then into the real estate piece. And, you know, by the time I finished with that, you know, I think I had 12 houses and, and 24 apartments. So, you know, it was, it was, again, it was how now, once I got that taste of the apartments, right. And the real estate, like now, how fast can I save another 14,000 mm -hmm. to continue this, this uh, real estate? It's amazing. And how were you at this point? How was I, babe? Mm -hmm. That was pre me. So was I it? think probably early twenties, early twenties, right? early twenties, Terrible in high school. Yeah. No college education. Yeah. Blue collar dad. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, technically mom. blue, mom, blue mom, collar mom, mom, too. My mom was construction. Yeah. Right? Worked for a construction company. And, and you, would you say that the blue collar work ethic is, is kind I mean, that was, you just, that's what you saw. So you just thought that that was what 
you were supposed to do, right? Because college at this point was not going to happen. Like yeah. you were just that ain't that ain't happening. So I got to do something, right? Yeah. So at that point, that that blue collar uh, uh, mindset kind of kick, clicks in. What made your mom say diversify into real estate at that no, point with that money? I have no because idea. that was genius, right? Yeah. I mean, and and today again, we're in that position now economically where. Yeah. Real estate right now, this this is a good time to, yeah. to gobble up some more real estate, yeah. right? So you gobbled up at this point, you ha- you have how many properties? I had 12, 12 houses, but they were all converted. So it was 24 apartments. Are you still delivering? Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The, the, oh, yeah. The tasty cakes yeah. <laughs> while you own all these properties? Yeah. And you're in your 20s. Yeah. So what I, are your friends doing? I had no clue and didn't care. Didn't care. <laughs> I had no clue. I'd see them at night. Right, like six o'clock after you know when they're doing. Some of them had jobs, some didn't have jobs. But you know when it was six o'clock, seven o'clock, then it was like, okay, what are we doing tonight? Yeah. But during the course of the day, it was you know it was about making it happen. Who were you? Who was mentoring you at that point? My Anyone? Mom. Your mom. mom your mom was your mentor. Hundred percent. She was guiding you the whole way. Hundred percent. Okay. Then comes a situation where. This beautiful young lady walks into your life. There's and one. There's one more piece in between. Go, well, go ahead. End that piece. <laughs> <laughs> so, because it's so, I'm I'm doing the bakery. Yeah. From, from two thirty to eleven. Right. Then I'm going and I'm painting painting handrails for my apartments and yeah. making sure they're all yeah. done and collecting landlord tasty cake. Right. Go right. Ahead. And then I decide. Then I don't even know. I, I it was probably my mom's idea. She's like, "Why don't we open up a a, a tanning and nail salon?" I'm like. Uh, okay. So at one point I have the bakery distributing, I have the rental properties and I, and I started a, a, a tan and nail salon called totally tantalized. And I'd go there from, you know, two o'clock to 10 o'clock. Where was that? I was right there in Putty Hill, right next to the, you could probably remember this. this I probably tanned there. You probably did. College. Yeah. It was right. It was right next to the old tallies. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was the uh, ta- so listen. It was the Tallies. It was yeah. the giant, and then totally tantalized. Yeah, so yeah. you know, we took something from the was never existing, and and next thing you know, we have you know twelve tannin beds and two nail salons. Um, you know, two nail technicians, and and we're open. But now you have employees. Yeah. Welcome to that world. By yeah. The way. Yeah. Yeah. But it was you know it was one or two. Okay. Because you know it was a front desk, and I loved that. But but you know what that taught me so much. Because, you know, customer service and knowing your clients. And I remember seeing, um, you know, people come across the parking lot and I already had, you know, Todd Collins already pulling up on the computer in his bed, right? Todd, 20 minutes? Yeah. Go ahead and back. And they're like, man, he knows me. So they'll never go anywhere else. They would never go anywhere else. And um, that's, and and the more I reflect on that, I don't know where I got that from, but I know it worked. Yeah. Maybe it was something that, that happened to you and you were like, wow, this is how I should probably treat my customers. Maybe. I mean, I just my Instagram stories, what, on Saturday, right? You probably saw it. Uh, yeah. My, the guy who does my hair, I've set an appointment with him as I'm, as Renner and I are walking up to the door, he's out front of the door with his thing of lollipops. It's mm, cool. Ready for Renner. That's cool. But Am I going anywhere else? Yeah. But I um, think there's a part of you that's just who you are. Like you are, yeah. I don't want to say like, Sir, you just like to serve others and you like to do like if there's people outside landscaping at the house and it's hot, you're going to come in and you're going to fill up eight glasses yeah. with water and put lemons and you put lemons in them and you take them out and you give them to the guys working. Like that's part of just, I think, who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Mm. You are like that. In fact, so my favorite. Drink. He doesn't get me a glass of water with lemon. I don't believe he that loves, at all. He loves to give. No, he really likes to give. It's almost like he. He looks at them like they need it more. Uh-huh. So I think that's what kind of drives you. Do, he, you do do stuff like that because I, we had a meeting. It was a couple days ago. And my favorite drink in the world is bang energy drink. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll send me some free stuff. He comes in. He's like, ha, I got something for you. Walks out, comes back in. And there's two bang energy drinks. And wow. I'm like, to me, that was really, really cool because he's listening. He saw whatever it was. He actually drank one. And I don't think you're we ever well. going to drink one Didn't again, right? Yeah, yeah no. not. that's not something he was one and done. <laughs> he was talking to me. Now, this bang bang energy drink is a pre workout, by the way. It's got creatine in it, uh-huh. stuff like that. He starts talking to me, and I've never seen him talk like this before. He's like, and I go, I think the bang's kicking in, brother. I hated to feel that way too. I hated it. I mean, he was not. We were here all seven o'clock, just rolling. I hated that. Yeah, man. That's why you need to drink it before you work out. Okay, so 
So everything's rocking and rolling. You got a tanning salon. You got you got the the real estate's going on. Yep. The tasty cake delivery is still happening. Yep. Now what? So then, um, I um, my mom came home one day from from work, and she said, "I met this gentleman named Jack Pector. He called, and he wants me to meet with him." And I'm like, "What does he want?" And she's like, "I'm not sure." And you know, I guess the entrepreneur spirit kicked in again, and I'm like, "Can I go?" And she's like, "Okay." And again, that's my mom. That's always you know been there to support me and put me in positions to to succeed and or take advantage of or right. or, or take a you know advantage of the of the, of the opportunity so we go out ride all the way out to the enchanted forest shopping center meet with mr pector who owned the shopping center and he wanted my mom to open up a preschool in his shopping center because okay. um, he had heard or seen hers in white marsh she said i'm not doing that it's 45 minute commute and i raised my hand and said let me do it and she's like, okay. So in 1994, we opened up uh, the Enchanted Child Care in Ellicott City. Um, again, with her with her help and her, her guidance, it was wildly successful from day one. Um, and then in 1996, um, again, I sat there and I was like, okay, wh- what do I do? Right? I wasn't. I never went to school. Never went to college. Right. I wasn't qualified to run the school, so I had a director. And I never forget. It's some funny points in your in your life where we're in a director's meeting or in a staff meeting this this teacher says um i know what she does and i know what she does but what do you do and, you know my first reaction was you know yeah, yeah. I, i'm the owner yeah right and and i i took that question i was like Richie, like what do you do right and i knew i had to expand right i knew that i could do nothing here Right, I've done my job here. So in 1996, we opened up um, our second location in Kearney. And at that point, I said, this is what I want to dedicate my life to. So I went back, sold the bakery. I sold the distributing uh, my bakery route. I sold the rental properties and told the, sold the tannin salon. And, you know, we'll just become all in in, uh, in celebrating preschool. You moneyed up. You stacked. I mean, everything that you had stacked. Yeah. Which is, which is funny because it was almost like it was preparation for what you were really set out to do in the first place. Right. But you had stacked all this. You had yeah. the wealth you had, yeah. and it was good. Yeah. And then you were just like, all right, I'm taking it. Yeah. And I'm going all in on this. There, there, there. There's nothing more entrepreneurial than putting it all on the line. Yeah. Right. Well, you and I, talk, uh, I did it. Remember at the, all through that, I'm still, I'm still at, living at home. Yeah. Right. So what um, a loser. <laughs> Genius, Not right? Genius. So smart. If more kids would do that, they're so smart if they do that. That's what a real entrepreneur does, dude. At the point where like, get yeah. out. So, so, you know, so how do we break through that fear of entrepreneurship? Right. Yeah. I, I, I sat there and I said to myself, Richie, you risk it all. And remember, I'm not married. I have no kids. Yeah. You know, it's, and we'll talk, hopefully we talk about that in a little bit, yeah. but it was like, what is the worst thing that can happen? And, and I went through that exercise in my head. I, and I thought to myself, the worst thing that could happen is that I would be homeless. Like that is the worst thing that I could ever imagine. And then I thought, well, you'll never be homeless because you can just go back to your bedroom. Let's roll. Right. <laughs> and so or all, you would say, let's go. Let's go. Right? right. So all that fear was 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 totally gone. Yeah. And, and then we can move forward. Yeah. And and so like that's what I mean, the same thing happened to me. I mean, one of the first businesses that I started, I remember writing a st- stacked cash. Mm-hmm. And I remember writing a, it was a two hundred and twenty thousand dollar check to the company. Hmm. To my own company. To what? To keep it afloat? Or Pure keep... fear. No, to oh. start it. Oh, to start it. Pure right, fear. Right, right, right. I mean, at 20 something years old to write a check like that. Right. And I mean, I, I literally remember having an actual panic attack right. in Ocean City, Maryland, right. where I jumped out of the car. I'm not joking. <laughs> this is a true. That's a true story. And and that business failed. Oh, wow. And I lost all that. And wow. so, but again, this is something that we talked about before the, even sh- the show even started about those failures to lessons and what they were. And it was all supposed to be like that. Be- I became more calculated at that point, more detail oriented that- at that point. Yeah. That was a very expensive lesson, yeah. but money can be lost and, and regained. I'm- that yeah. doesn't concern. And I know that now as a lesson, yeah. you can always make more money. Yeah. That's su- that's super easy. It's, yeah. it's not as difficult as people think. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing what you're what you'll do when when your back's up against the wall. Been there too. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, there there's been days where I've gone to the, you know the money machine, put my card in, and 
zero. Sucks. Okay, let's right. move on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, what's at that point? Like, you just you know, you don't have a choice. And I think also that's when you be that's you see the your best you. Yeah. Is when it's all up when you're up against that wall. That's really yeah. when the real you comes out. Yeah. See how hard and tough you really are. Yep. And that's when you actually start yep. seeing the real you come out. Yeah. And unfortunately, as things get easier, that real you kind of goes to the back of your mind sometimes and sits back and and you really wish you could bring that back yeah. out because that's that raw fire. I feel like it's just a great yeah. thing. And that and like you said, that brings the best out of you. And you have no idea what you're capable of until you're in it. I remember, I think it was 2008, 2007. Um, and you know, we had a ton of payables and we had very little cash Yeah, and you got to figure this out. And I remember sitting at our kitchen table and sitting there and I printed out all the vendors, what we owed them. And I sat there and I come up with a timetable. This is, this is what we're going to pay them. You know, they might not like it, but this is this is how this is how we're planning to get out of this mess until until you know until we can get until um, the storm clears until, right right and I remember and guess what it worked yeah <laughs> I, I mean everybody went through that right and yeah. we, you and I were talking about this a couple of days ago that I'm glad that we were able to li- be business owners and live through that time yeah because there's a lot of business owners now that ha- that didn't do that yeah and they don't know how to navigate those waters yeah ever navigate your the waters of a business through a recession or a pre or a pre-depression or whatever we were on the cusp of having yeah to be able to know how to navigate through those waters is something that is very very important you because got, we know it's going to happen again right but you, you have two choices right you can say i quit or let's go burn the ships e- either one right? right and what are you going if you give up you'll never know that's right you'll never know what it could have been you'll regret it yeah Absolutely. And that's the one thing that I never want. I know you guys probably don't want that either. So can you can we please start talking about the Dawn? Yeah. And I call her the Dawn because yeah. we talked about the truck story. So right. now we're moving into the right. Dawn right. when she came into your life at this yeah. point, right? Because this is around the same time that this happened, right? This is but this is uh so what year was that? Eh? 1996? No, um, yeah, maybe 96, 97. 96, 97. I was a junior in high school. Go okay, ahead. thank you. Beautiful. So, you know, so you heard I'm I'm, I'm doing my thing and uh, I'm planning on building uh, my, my dream home up in Kingsville, yeah. Maryland, land staked out, ready to go. And uh, a buddy of mine comes and says, we're going to go out tonight. And I never went out. I'm I, the One of the gifts that I've received was the fact that I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. So, so celebrate at this point after I sold off everything else, celebrate. It was my, that was your baby. It was everything. Yep. It was everything. It's the only thing I could, I was so blessed because that's the only thing I, I could focus on. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't have to focus on anything else. So, um, 19, what was it? 19, what? I think it was 96, 97. I think it was 96. Um, you know, my buddy says, Hey, let's go out tonight. I'm like, dude, I'm not going out. He's like, no, let's go out. It's this down Bohagers and they were, they had, they were, something was going on down there. Premier party. Premier party. Right. He's like, man, it's going to be great. I'm like, all right. So, you know, Dawn laughs at me. So I put on my, uh, what kind of jacket was it? (laughs) My my wool Campbell. Cashmere cashmere jacket. Mm -hmm. Total, total. 26 year old dude, doesn't matter man <laughs> you, were, you were so successful you're like do guys like yeah. me wear sport coats out no I, I was not successful <laughs> i was i was i was trying to figure it out mm-hmm. right so and i've gotten to bow hangers and you know i'm just i'm just totally out of my element right there's just these are these guys are down there they're like this is what they this right. is what they do. Yeah. This is what they look forward to. <laughs> right. 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 They they got they got the earrings and like this is what they do. Right. Yeah. They they go to these places to, to meet girls. So I'm in my, you know, my cashmere brown sport coat looking like, you know, I took it from my father. Yeah. And uh so so at the end of the night, my buddy, thank God, says to me, goes, wait right here. I'm like, and this was like they're closing. I'm like, okay. So I'm standing there and he comes back and he brings Dawn over. And he says, he says, uh, he says, money, beat sit to me. He says, hey, money. He says, beat meet bigger money. And I was like, okay, it's kind of weird. So, uh, you know, I introduced myself. I think we did a little late, you know, last dance or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget it. You know, her back was totally sweaty. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, but now I got to, you know, now I got to play, right? Yeah, right? So I show her my, give her my business card, call me and, and uh so you can you can tell the rest of that that's my 
That's all, how he perceived it. <laughs> There's always two versions, you know, so. I'll remember the first time I ever right. saw you with your sweaty back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That wasn't the best part. Right? God. So, um, oh. I just remember. Is that right so far? Uh, pretty, yeah, pretty close. Like, we, we can Minus the sweaty back. Yeah, well, it's okay. You can keep the sweaty back. In hey, man, Bo was like, I, I remember oh, that yeah. place. And oh, I yeah. can't remember what it turned into, but I remember. It oh. didn't matter. You. You would sweat, yeah, because yeah. it was they packed the people in <laughs> oh, so yeah. tight, like right. you had no yep. choice, like you couldn't breathe, right? Yep. All right, so so I left, and I remember hitching arms with my girlfriend, and I said, "I'm not calling him. He's a nerd." Did you see the jacket and the pants? I'm like, no. So I'm just being honest. So, yeah, so, no, yeah. so I already said leave. I had a nerdy jacket. Well, I knew it. <laughs> so we leave. Not and then we get in the car, and I was driving, and so I put the card in my like you know what would be an ashtray, for, right? Um, and. That was. Oh yeah, you didn't smoke back then. No, of course that, not. Yeah, no, no, that was ahead. my last thought. Was sure. that the card went into the little ashtray holder sure. in the car, <laughs> and um, I guess one day that week I was working down at my dad's business, and I went to get lunch up the street, and the friend that owned the place that was turned out a mutual family friend said, um, "So are you dating anybody?" Because it was a big joke. My dad always said, "You haven't." asshole magnet on your forehead so every guy that's an asshole that's in 20 miles of you will come find you right so she was joking she's like Have you, are you dating anybody i'm like actually i did meet a guy i said but i don't think i'm gonna call him i said he was kind of a little nerdy and yeah. i was a little i just wasn't yeah. interested and she said um well what's his name and i don't i told her what his name was and she said oh he's a really really good guy you should call him so i did wow so so what's the chance i mean talking about faith I mean, what's the chances that my friend comes, picks me up, takes me, went to high school with Dawn, does the intro, she's not interested, goes up the street a couple of days later to uh, Chaps Pit Beef on yep. Pulaski Highway, Great place. which which I grew up with, dro- dro- drove Christine to school every single day and, and tells Dawn that he's, you know, you should you should call him. That's I mean, like, but are you kidding me? No, it's it's so funny because there's so many little details that lead mm. up to so much something mm. that's so much bigger. Oh, absolutely, it, it, it's very odd. And I, you know, here's the funniest thing: not, not like to, to talk about the nerd thing. I find that the best the best relationships that are out there, the initial whatever that spark or whatever it is, I feel like that it's never really truly there mm. the first time. It's yeah. always a situation. That causes like a reassessment of that person. I feel like hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't. I, I, I've never. I've never anybody that any girl at least that I've ever been in a relationship with. It's been something that is, you know, it takes time. It takes time yeah. to, as you would say, nurture. It's just something that happens like over time. Like it doesn't just always happen. That I you think know, those people that say, "Oh, I knew as soon as I met him." I think you're. I think you're telling stories. Yeah, I mean, because that is very similar to my parents' story. I mean, where my mom was like, your dad was such an idiot. Like, I remember he asked her out and then stood her up the first time. Oh, Lord. Because he went out with his friends. Right. And yeah. never, never called her. And then he called back and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm really sorry about something happened. Uh, yeah. By the way, can we go out again? And she's like, uh, no. Like, like you, you don't now, stand up an Italian woman. It doesn't yeah, work. You yeah. stand an Italian woman up. You're never going out again. Now yeah. your dad's in the begging stage oh, now, right? Man. Now he's got a beggar. But he, he's 76 and he's still in the begging stage. Oh. Still, but that's another that's another story. So, at that point, you guys meet. Uh, is it a quick? Is it a quick rom- romance kind of movement, or no, is it was, like for me? He was. He's a dragger. He was. I think he was scared. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it probably fear of like what the demands were on his life right. changing. Right, like because of the business. Yeah, he's been so focused on just this yeah. for so long sure. that. Like, what are my expectations and, yeah. and what does that mean for him? And I think he was a little bit let, fearful. Let me, let, let me weigh in here a little bit. You can. And, so, and I want to, because here's the thing I want to know is there, was there ever a discussion about that? What? Was there a discussion about, look, like, here's the thing. Like, I mean, there's an article that was written about me where it basically says, look, the business comes first. No. And a lot of people didn't like that. And I was like, eh, whatever. No, I think he, I think he, he gave it. I mean, I we didn't have a discussion at that point, but like, I mean, we got engaged, I guess, maybe what? like a year after we dated probably. Mm-hmm. And I mean, then we so, were, we, we were unengaged for a little while. And mm-hmm. like, I think that was more fear-based, but Richie didn't really like to talk. He's gotten much better, but he didn't like to talk through fears. He just kind of, I'm not doing that. You know yeah, yeah. what I mean? And so I think I can relate to that. <laughs> I, I can remember him saying, I just don't know if I love you. I don't know if I know what love is really. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I can show you. <laughs> like you want me to show you? I can Aww. show you what it is. Cause I had 
in my opinion, the best example of what love was. I mean, yeah. my parents had a phenomenal relationship and the way my father loved and my mom too, but my dad's just more demonstrative with it. So the way he loved, I could have taught anybody. It's funny then, you say that because my my dad's the exact same way. My dad yeah. is the is the lover. The my lover. mom is the, oh, yeah. eh, you know what I mean? Like that Baltimore Magazine thing. She was like, ah, I thought the article would have been longer. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's, thanks. My thanks, dad's mom. like, hey, you're so great. Congratulations. I'm like, thanks, dad. Like, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I can totally relate to right. that. So that's cool. And I so mean, I just believed it was my job. I was like, like, like I loved him. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't really interested in, in, and given up. Yeah. I believe that if you fought for it and I could show him that that would make a difference. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. Sure did. And she, she woke you up. Yeah. Yeah. Still waking me up. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the funniest thing oh, is that, you, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you didn't think, you didn't think that you thought you were fulfilled. You yeah. thought you were. Uh, well, you know, this all came out in counseling, but um, <laughs> that's cool. It usually does. But, lots but, and lots. but you know what? And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, someone said to me, which they didn't, but I said to said it to myself in my head, which was, you know, get on this train, dude. Mm-hmm. Right. And this train is it's going to go fast and it's going to be a, one heck of a ride and you're going to have a blast. Yeah. And I, and I and I got on that train. Yeah. And then you right? guys moved uber fast. But. What they failed to tell me was you don't get the train doesn't stop. Right, right. And I think that's 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 the life of an entrepreneur. Like it's exciting, it's fast paced, it's demanding, it's and all the above, but you the train doesn't stop and you don't get to get off. I, I want to ask you something. Do you think that entrepreneurship in the last few years has become this glamorized type of thing because there's guys that you and I watch all the time. Right. And I mean, I even yeah. make fun of it. One of the videos that's going to be that we're going to be releasing kind of makes fun of the guys that, that even though that we're using, we're using our own cars. I apologize. We're using our own cars. Um, these guys are out here with Lamborghinis and Ferraris and stuff like that. Yeah. The big mansions and all this kind of stuff. And they're glamorizing this entrepreneurship, but they're not sharing the, the real life. Like you said, yeah. the train doesn't stop. It's yeah. a con. It's a tw- like, you and I work 24 seven, 365. Yeah. I mean, we, it just, it's just yeah. something that happens. We were forced guys like him and I are forced to take vacations like it. And yeah. it's just how we think. And my question to you is, is, is that being glamorized now for this younger generation where it's like, Oh man, it seems like being an entrepreneur is like the cool thing to do. And I, don't, I just, I don't get that. I think that's a business within, within, within the, within itself. Yeah. Right. I, I they're, they're selling you something. They're trying to sell you a, 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 a lifestyle that, that they may or may not have. We're not sure. Right. right? But uh, you know, I even struggle with even using the word entrepreneur because what does Me it, too. what does it mean? Right. What is, what does it really, really mean? Yeah. I, I think, you know, we, we, we have created businesses. Yeah. Right. So is that an entrepreneur? I, I don't know, but I know that we've created businesses. We've, we've started a business that we've become extremely either started passionate about it or through time you've become more passionate about it. Um, and then you just work that thing every single day to improve it. And both of us are in, in service businesses, right? So, you know, in service, like how do you continue to, um, up your game. How do you how do you continue to serve your client better and give them what they need? And you know, I think one of the quotes I've heard was, you know, how how how's it go? You know, if create a service that somebody's willing to pay you for, mm-hmm. right? And if you are the best in that service, you will win the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody messaged me on LinkedIn today, and they said, uh, "Thanks for adding me on LinkedIn. Um, we're we're the number one social media company, blah blah blah." And I and I sent back, "No, you're not. I am the number one social media company." And they sent back thumbs up. Yeah, that's it. That doesn't. I mean, don't say you're the. You're, you yeah. can say you're the best, but there better be some action behind it. Yeah. And then I go and look at these profiles, and I'm like, yeah, you know, you're not the best. You better have the goods. You better have the goods yeah. to back it up. And you and you do. And yeah. so that that kind of moves me back into to, um, what what we're now in celebrate. Don't you, you and Dawn are together. Kids start 
coming into the picture because yeah. I'm fast forwarding through your life, by the way. I apologize. By twos. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> we get, right. And now there's, there's this, now there's, there's five. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are running this business. Yeah. One of the funniest things and one of the, actually not funny, but one of the coolest things you ever said to me about your house, uh-huh. you said, we built our house for everyone else. Yep. Absolutely. And I thought that was the coolest thing because again, that is not something that you hear from someone in, at least in my opinion, in your position, mm-hmm. that's not what you hear. Mm-hmm. Most people would say, I'll build this you know, biggest because this was one of my goals. That, that was not what it was. You literally said, I built this house for everyone else. Yeah. And you share that transparently online. And I think it's the coolest thing in the world that, 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 that was your response to that. Yeah. And I think that's so neat. And, and I don't think, I think people again are chasing the wrong yeah. things, but well, you know, as as we talk, you gotta have you gotta have a higher purpose, yeah, right. Like, why are you doing this, and what does it mean? And whether that's your business or or your relationship, or for the example, you're using our house, right? We were we were we were always we were upfront on the same page of why are we why are we building this house, and it was strictly I've, I had two visions. One, it was to to give back to others, meaning hold charity events, opening our home up to let others. Um, you know, utilize our property. The second was I wanted to inspire others, mm-hmm. right? And it's so cool because I do it today, right? Like when I'm sitting at the house on the back porch um, with with a 24-year-old or 27-year-old young man or, or woman, it's all been guys at this point, like, dude, this was created by a high school guy, mm-hmm. right? That went to Perry Hall, yeah. didn't go to college, just got in line, busted his butt, made was a good person, right? Treated others with respect, all of the above. There's so many characteristics that go into that. But this was a Perry Hall high school guy, right? That did this. And if I and I tell everybody, if I can do it, 100% guaranteed anybody can do it. But I think we have to also mention in the faith piece because I think our, yes, faith, please. our faith is what I believe has kind of been the driving force be- behind our decision to want to use it to serve others mm-hmm. and to to give to others and and to open it up for other people to, to be a part of. I think I think that goes in part with there's got to be a higher purpose. There's got to be something bigger than me and and our family, you know, having having this this wonderful house or what whatever it may be. Was that always something that you did? Did you guys just wake up one day and were like, "This is something we have to have in our lives," or did you, or was you it just something? Faith? Yeah, your face side. I mean, or was it something that I, I grew up with? It. I okay. Mean, it was, I mean, and not to the extent that I feel like it is now. I grew up, you know, in an Irish Catholic sure, sure. household, and so you know, we went to church. I was I'm the youngest of five, also. So right. you know, my dad, my mom got us all five ready and dressed uh, yeah. to the best, and and sent us off to church with my dad and. She couldn't get ready because, you know, she had been busy getting right. all of us prepared and he would take us and, you know, three would go to the Sunday school and two would go down to church with him. And, and that familiar. was what we did every single Sunday. And yep. so I grew up with that and it was always um, just always resonated with me. Like like I would enjoy even as an adult then going on my own and, and looking for for the gift and the message on Sundays. And, th- and that was inspiring to me. And mm-hmm. then I think that when I met Richie, it was something that was important to him also. So then it just kind of became something that we did together. And it was still then like Catholic, you know, we, we were going yeah. to the Catholic church that I grew up going to. And, um, and that's what, how we were married. And then I think that the Christianity was just attractive to us. And, and I mean, to me, I don't care if you're Catholic or you're Christian. Right. Right. I mean, we just all believe in God. We try thing. to live our life the yeah. right way. And so um, I think that we were, a friend of Richie's had invited us to an FCA, which is fellowship of Christian athletes event. And our kids were little, I mean, really little. And I remember being there and thinking like, you know, they have volunteers that walk around on those nights and there's, they're like high school students. And I remember looking at these young men and thinking that's, that's what I want for my kids. Right. Um, But I think that's, I think that's so important, right? It's, it's the people that are in your life or, or that you're surrounded yourself with that can have the biggest impact in your life. No question. Like as Dawn was speaking, right? Like I was hot and cold with my, my parents were kind of hot and cold with, with going to church and stuff like that. But, you know, five years ago, I think it was, you know, a friend of mine invited me to her, his church. And I, I f- from before that, like I didn't go to church for years. Yeah. Um, so that one decision or, or him inviting me 
you know, has put me on, 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 on this journey yeah. again. Sometimes it's just about who's relaying the message to you and how it's conducted in the environment. Because as Catholics, Irish, Italian, whatever you want to call it, you hear the same thing over mm-hmm. and over and over and over and over and over and over. And sometimes it changes and sometimes it doesn't. But it doesn't – I feel like sometimes from that side, it, it, it just didn't resonate with me when I was younger just because I think it was just – I couldn't grasp it or understand mm-hmm. it. And if moving into that more of that Christian side – it's a little bit more laid back and kind of you can talk a little bit more organically. And I think that's where the understanding comes. Oh, okay. Okay. Then this is how I can apply He's, this. This is how life. I can apply this story. And this yeah. is how it's relatable to yep. my life. And I yep. think that, I think that's where the attractiveness is. Yeah. So, well, like you said, awesome. you know, I post every single morning and, uh, yeah, you know. that's, I was going to say that. So the posts that go out, that is a risky move, right? Okay. For, for anybody, be it, be it a business owner, be it somebody who's got a, per, a personal brand like you, you know, you've got celebrity, but you've got your own personal brand and you're putting it out there. Yeah. Um, and the funniest thing is, is that's what people are loving more than yeah. anything about you. I've got people that, that, you know, are friends with me that know that I know you and they're saying, dude, I, I love that he puts that out mm-hmm. there like what we look forward to when he puts that out there so it's yeah. almost bec- you become this like internet mentoring pastor yeah. of a message that's that, almost the, which I mean, is that's, so neat. that's being true to who he is absolutely like, you can't give that nope. like if you hide that part of you and that's what really helps to drive you then but, there's no benefit 100%. but you know why i do it i do it because i know what that does for me each and every morning yep and if that can do just like i said with with starting a business if i can do it I, I know you can do it. Yeah. And if I and if I and reading those that scripture in the morning, I know what that does for me in the morning. Yep. So I'm hoping and I pray that 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 does that changes someone's morning in order for them to have a great. I'll tell day. you, I'm not an uber religious guy. You know, I'm, and I'll be honest about that. And, mm-hmm. it, and a lot of that goes back to how that I was raised in the church that I was raised in, and it just whatever. But regardless of that, your posts, I read those every morning, and mm-hmm. I look forward to those every morning. And I try when it, when you put them up, they're cool because they res, they're not impossible to understand. No, they don't. You, don't understand, you know what I mean? Aren't, it's not like we're reading the Genesis of you know five six or whatever. Aren't, it is aren't they spot on? Yeah, they're very they're spot, spot on. on. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, does that hit home right now? Boy, does it. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, but I, I'm glad we got to talk about that because yeah. I think, I think that's really your true identity. And I think it's something that it's really, help, it's out there. It's truly helping. But people. I, but I think again, part of the entrepreneur spirit or, or, or what even gets us through, uh, life is just, you know, totally having that attitude of gratitude. If you could just take 10 minutes in the morning, and this is a part of my post, take 10 minutes in the morning and just be thankful and grateful, um, for the small things or the big things, mm-hmm. right? We can all find small things to be thankful for. Yeah, you're not the first one to talk about that ten minutes thing. Yeah. You, you and Nick are both in my ear on Tony Robbins. Yeah. In fact, we were we were going to see Tony tomorrow. Yeah. And then Richie down in his office grabbed me and said, uh, yeah, I've got this other thing I've got to do. And funny enough, this morning when I was driving, I was like, Wow, six in the morning is super early. <laughs> and that is for me, I don't get up that early. <laughs> Um, as we kind of de- dovetail into the to the end here, what, tell me a little bit about um, where people can follow you. RichieHuffman.com. Yeah, well, we know that. I want to, I'm talking more about your social media. You're on Facebook. You're yep. on Instagram. You're yep. on LinkedIn. Yep. You, I mean, and you're posting a lot. Yeah. Can I ask how old you are? 50. You're 50 years old <laughs> and you're at the posting rate but I look of 35. a 25-year-old. You yeah, do look – yeah, yeah, thank yeah you, man. Baby. Thank you, baby. Uh, Maybe 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay, baby. Look at me. <laughs> I, you know, no, I'm impressed because, you know, again, uh, the accessibility and the transparency of most CEOs yeah. are not out there. You and I, I feel like we both – hey, man, we open it all up for everybody and we let everybody – kind of in to see our lives, not yeah. just the business stuff, not just the great things, but we let them see our families too. And yeah. I think that's super, super important. Yeah. Tell, tell me about Celebrity yeah. real quick and where that's headed right now. Well, currently we have, uh, what, 26 schools yep. in Maryland and Delaware. So I always say, you know, 25 years of overnight success. Um, we are headed, uh, we work, you know, I have an amazing, amazing team here at Celebrity. Yep. Um, so 26 schools growing. Um, our plans are 100 schools uh, by 2025, um, and that's our target. Well, I hope I'm around for that. <laughs> Dawn? Yes. You're, you're the glue that holds it all together, at least from the stories that I'm hearing. I mean, seriously. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing to see someone who takes care of five kids. Mm-hmm. Technically six with Richie. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and is able to hold it all together. Hold the fort. I always call it holding the fort. My dad used to say that, holding the fort down. You're holding the fort down while he's off doing this, but you're str- truly involved in a lot of it. And it's just amazing to me how those stories kind of resonated today that we talked about mm-hmm. and how she had, she had a lot to do with the successes that you've had. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. There's always that woman who can yeah. touch you and just all of a sudden things start to just kind of make sense and you wake up a little bit and you start blossoming. And I think that's kind of what we found here. So guys, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. I can tell you right now, this ain't going to be the last one. I mean, there's, there's more coming because Richie and I have some really uh, cool stuff that we're going to be doing together. And uh, you guys are going to hear a lot from Richie. Be sure to go follow him on Facebook. Be sure to go, especially follow him on Instagram. That's his favorite place to hang out as well as mine. Dawn, thank you so much for coming on. And I do have to add one thing. Sure. Go ahead. So I might hold down the fort, but he's a phenomenal dad. And that's to be able to juggle all that he does and still be there as much as, as he is, is a gift. And at the end of the day, that's the real legacy, right? That is 100%. At it. the end of the day, that's what you want to be known as. It doesn't matter if you were the CEO of Celebrity or the Tasty Cake King of Baltimore. <laughs> if they can all say that you were a great dad, you won. That's all you? that matters. Guys, thank you again. I appreciate it. Thank You're you. You're welcome. This has been a Todd Collins official production in conjunction with Platinum Reputations. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official or visit us at www.toddcollinsofficial.com. Want to be on the show or become a sponsor? Message us on Facebook and tell us why.